the Anime Boston podcast, putting the audible sparkle into your listening Ramoon. That was a weird one. We're testing these out. Today's episode is going to be a great one for those of you who have been really interested and curious about the JET program. For those of you who don't know, the JET program is essentially a Japanese English teaching exchange program where people can apply to teach English in Japan and you will get placed somewhere in Japan. Contracts can range for a year. Um, many choose to, re- to re-sign, continue their contracts. Um, I've known people who've done the JET program for up to four years or three years or sometimes after a year, but it's a great way if you are interested in learning more about Japanese culture or you are interested in temporarily living in Japan and working in Japan, it can be a great gateway for that. I know it's something that many anime fans and fans of Japanese pop culture get interested in and it's also just really interesting life experience. Lucky for us, host and producer Libby did do the JET program and we thought it would be really great if she could share the good, bad, and ugly about the JET program. The stuff you rarely hear. The real tea of the JET. And a little mini-series we're calling The JET Life. And in this one, Libby is going to share what we are calling the rabbit story. Stay tuned. I used to teach English in Japan. Well, I say teach, but my official title was assistant language teacher. And my job was mostly to be an English-speaking second banana to the English teacher who could actually explain English grammar in Japanese. If there was a two-person script for the students to read, I got to demo person B, or explain the difference between lice and rice, that sort of thing. Occasionally, they'd let me build a Jeopardy game. It was great. When you're an assistant language teacher in Japan, it's pretty common for your schools to ask you to eat school lunch with the students. All students eat school lunch in Japan. School lunch is a class, like gym. You get a check, check plus, check minus for trying hard, you have a daily quiz question about being healthy, and you have to eat all of your school-supplied, nutritionist-designed meal. It's called kyushoku. It's a whole thing. There are a couple of reasons assistant language teachers are often asked to eat with the kids. First, it's an opportunity for the students to practice their English in the wild. No rules, no wrong answers, just say something. Second, it's a chance for the students to get out all of their burning questions about the new teacher that would be really distracting in class, like, do you have a brother? Or, do you like BTS? Or, what's your favorite One Piece? Third, is that when you're an assistant language teacher in Japan, there's like a 90% chance that your schools are in the Inaka, which is Japanese for far enough out in the middle of nowhere that the kids wear bells to scare off bears and wild boars when they walk to school. If your schools are in the Anaka, there's a pretty decent chance that you're the first not-Japanese person a lot of the students have ever met. So school lunch is an opportunity for cultural exchange. There were three schools I visited on a regular basis. One Tuesday, I looked at my schedule, which was in Japanese, and I saw I should go to the school marked with an uzu, I think. This was one of my elementary schools. I went there an average of once a week, and they didn't have a cafeteria, so the students eat school lunch in their classrooms. I rotated through the grades each visit. That Tuesday, I'm informed that I have been invited to eat lunch with the kindergartners. The kindergarten teacher is a cute little obachan whose hobby is traditional Japanese dance. She likes me, because I was willing to try dancing at the town's Oban festival a few months earlier. I ask if I'm allowed to speak Japanese with the kindergartners. 
Usually the rule is I can't speak Japanese during school lunch, so the students have to practice their English. I'm told I have to speak Japanese. The kindergarten teacher speaks zero English, and it turns out the kindergartner's first English class ever is next week. Okay then. I can do this! Lunchtime rolls around and I collect my school lunch from the teacher's room. I cross campus to the kindergarten building. There's a bit of a commotion when the little boy I'm seated next to realizes my legs aren't under the table. Apparently that's a rule, but it's quickly smoothed over when the kindergarten teacher points out that my knee is taller than the tabletop. At least that's what I think she says. My Japanese isn't quite good enough to follow. We all say, Kitadakimasu! And lunchtime starts. The questions begin. Now, I have to say that my Japanese is not very good. If I'm lucky, on my best day, I sound like a four-year-old. But I'm eating lunch with kindergartners, so I'm not too far off. It'll be fine! The questions start. What color do you like? Hey, I can answer that one. Red. The answer is red. What animal do you like? Dogs. I'm starting to feel pretty confident. I know this grammar. I can handle one-word answers. What food do you like? Ramen. What Japanese food do you like? Katsukari! The students start reaching. What's your favorite? Bug. I say spider, because it's the only insect I know the word for in Japanese. The students fall silent. They've run out of questions. But there's a whole ten minutes of lunchtime left. This is a tragedy. The little boy next to me starts thinking. He starts thinking hard. He has an idea. What color do you hate? And it's back to the races. The kindergartners can reuse all of their questions, and I can still understand them. What food do you hate? Cilantro. What Japanese food do you hate? Takoyaki. And then, What animal do you hate? I freeze. These are very happy, very excited five-year-olds. There is a wrong answer to this question. But I also have to remember that whatever the heck I say, they will remember it. And they will ask me about it again later. And if I say something different later, they will call me out on it. So far, I've been addressing this issue by telling the truth. That's easy enough to remember, but that's not an option here because all of the Japanese animal names I know are common household pets. It's my turn to think hard. I think hard. And at length, I say, Usagi. Rabbits. The room goes dead silent. The little boy looks up at me, his lip wobbling. Naze? he asks me. Why? The entire class has turned to look at me, also on the verge of cheers, so I screw up my absolute best Japanese. I am reaching deep for this one, and I think I say, because the rabbits in my mother's vegetable garden eat her carrots. Okasan no niwa niwa usagi tachi ga ningen o The entire room bursts into tears. I have no idea what's going on, other than that I made things worse. I freeze. I have no idea what to do, because an entire room of bawling kindergartners is a new experience for me. I find out very much later that because the rabbits in my mother's vegetable garden eat her carrots would have been Haha no hatake ni wa usagi tachi ga ninjin o What I actually said to that roomful of five-year-olds was because the rabbits in my mother's flower garden eat people. Yeah. 
So the kindergarten teacher comes over and starts talking to the crying children. It takes her a few minutes to piece together what happened through the crying and my lack of Japanese, but she figures it out, calms down the class, and explains what I meant to say. I think. My Japanese isn't quite good enough to follow. But it gets worse. See that the character Uzu that was used as the abbreviation for that school on my schedule, that was on the door to the school that I walked in every morning, it's the same character you used to write Usagi. I hadn't met the school mascot yet because he lived in the flower garden out back. He had very floppy ears and he really liked people. I hadn't met the school mascot yet because he lived in the flower garden out back. He had very floppy ears and he really, really liked carrots. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Anime Boston podcast presented by the Anime Boston Convention. This is a volunteer effort and a labor of love and is presented to you by the podcast staff, Lauren Gallo, Bogulu, George Yazbak, Mitch Stern, Nanvo, Olivia Keen, and Todd the Todd Father Whitney. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.